0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. Haley is a good friend of mine and she's blown up. She's been on all these different podcasts, just like, you know, telling you guys about her amazing finance program and just all her skills. I have learned so much from Haley about spending, what to spend on, what to not spend on, how to protect myself in a financial situation, and so much more. So I highly recommend listening to this episode if you have the time to stay and hang with us. Otherwise, like, what are you doing here? I'm confused. I think you're really going to love Haley. She's been on the podcast before and we talk all about wedding costs. So it's, it's a good one. I'm going to answer a few of your questions and then we'll get right onto the app. Reflections on the past year. Crazy. I mean, it is January 2nd. Happy New Year, guys. I don't know how that happened in such a short amount of time, but we made it through 2021 and we made it through 2020. So I have no idea what 2022 has to offer. I will say I'm getting married this year, which is crazy, wild. And so that's going to be amazing. But some reflections on the past year, I really have to say, it's, I mean, other than COVID being the absolute worst most horrible thing my year was pretty amazing arguably one of the best years of my life i got engaged to my like dream guy who i couldn't have even imagined would come into my life i you know stayed sober which is incredible i work with other people to help them stay sober which has been really rewarding for me I've been able to do my dream job, which is this podcast, and have some really exciting things in the works too. And I have really learned about how to navigate your friendship and you know how to how to love people and be loved in return and I feel like I also have really I've really learned a lot about myself. And it's so funny, I was just like a few weeks ago, I was realizing, you know, I was on that bachelorette and I put my hair in a bun because it was cold or sorry, it was really hot. We were in Mexico. I put my hair in a bun. I used to not even put my hair in a bun because I was like, it needs to be down. It needs to be straight with no creases. Like, I think being in your 30s has taught me like, this is my skin that I'm in. This is who I am. And it's kind of like things we talked about in our episode with Sammy. Like, this is what it is. You know, So I want to love myself the way that I am. And it's still a process that I work hard on every day. But I think loving myself more and coming into myself and knowing, being able to set better boundaries, all of this stuff has been happening for me in my 30s in the past year. So I'm really grateful for that. Someone asked how to stay motivated when starting a business. This is such a good question because it's so hard. Let me tell you, when I first decided to kind of go off onto my own, I started my social media consulting company. I got a WeWork office because I was like, I can't do this at home. I'm going to be... At the time I was smoking weed, I was like, I'm going to be too tempted to smoke. I'm just like, not going to really do anything, you know? And so what I did was I got this office out of WeWork. I budgeted it into what I was making at the time. And every morning I set an alarm for 8 a.m. I got up and I went to the office. At this point, I wasn't really working out that much. I would usually work out in the afternoon or after work. And I think just setting that alarm every morning, having a plan of somewhere to be, somewhere to go was amazing. If you can't afford that, if you work from home, because I work from home now, but... It's less about that and more about just comfort. I still set an alarm every morning. Now that I work out, I work out every morning before work. I have breaks, you know, to have lunch and and do things that I need to do. But for the most part, it's like, go, go, go. I get those meetings on the calendar. I stuff as many things in as I can because that's what makes me happy. And that's what makes me feel like I'm doing everything for my business. So just give yourself some structure. It'll really help you. How to stay cool in the wedding planning process. Well, it's, it's not easy, let me tell you. But, you know, a few weeks ago, I found out that my mom had COVID and it was terrible. It was horrible. First of all, because the last thing we ever want is for our parents to be sick. And luckily it was only, you know, it manifested itself in the form of a cold. It wasn't more than that. It wasn't scary or symptoms or like not being able to breathe. Thank God. But it was really scary and we're planning on going to and taking a trip to where my wedding is for the weekend to do hair and makeup trials and to do a tasting and we had to cancel all that stuff. And when I got the call that she had COVID, for some reason, like my initial thought was like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. In the wedding planning process, I think I've learned, I've like been humbled to learn that so much will go wrong. So if I had reacted to my mom having COVID and, you know, having like our trip being canceled to get a makeup trial, like, oh, big deal. There's so many worse things that happen in the world. Like, how about I'm getting married to someone I really love and we're great and we're we're not having the issues ourselves, you know? It's like these things are going to happen. and But if, as long as you don't lose sight of like the reason that you're here to do all of this, you know, to, to meet your life partner, to be with them. And that's all still aligned. Like it's okay. Just stay cool. And you kind of have to laugh with your partner every so often you do. Otherwise you're going to go fucking crazy. So really try to remember. I also was thinking, I was like, this sucks, but like so many more things are going to go wrong before the wedding. So like if I react to this, like I'll be laughing later thinking like, remember when I thought that was a big deal. Um, staying sober during the holidays, really, really, really hard and not something that you have to do on your own. There's actually amazing AA meetings. If you ever want to check out a meeting like that, you actually, you don't even need to like, you can be drinking and going to meetings. It's for people who want to be sober or, you know, some open meetings are about people who are sober curious too. And so having that community is so necessary around the holidays because, you need other people who are going through it too. So if you're ever looking for a meeting or something like that, let me know. I'd be happy to point you in the right direction. But staying sober during the holidays is hard because it's all around drinking. Like New Year's, especially with the champagne and you know, I don't know what you guys were dealing with a few nights ago, but it's it's why it's hard. It's really hard. And I have like major respect for anyone who decides to get sober or stay sober during the holidays. But I will say like, it's good to have a buddy. It's good to have a sober buddy. It's good to be able to set those boundaries and those limits. Like, you know, hey, I'm com- I'll am i come to your party, but I'm-, I'm only staying for an hour or just leave after an hour and no one notices, honestly. And make sure that you are doing things that don't all center around drinking because that's really hard. Someone asked, were you always the cool girl? And if not, when did this part of your personality come to life? That is the funniest thing I've ever read because I'm not the cool girl at all. I'm the crazy, uptight, neurotic, type A girl. But if you think of me or see me as cool girl, then that's like the biggest compliment I've ever received. But I joke all the time, Teg, T-E-G-G, that easygoing girl, she doesn't exist. Like I know two girls probably who are Teg, like actually Teg, not pretending to be. And it's amazing and I'm so happy for them, but that'll never be me. Like I'm just not, I'm not that easygoing and it's okay because I've accepted myself, growth. Is it true that guys are not ready for a year after their breakup? Apparently, there was an article on The Cut about exes and how guys are not ready and guys like see their breakups differently than girls do. What I will say is that I think if a guy gets dumped, he needs a year. For sure, he needs a year. But if a guy was the one doing the breakup, it's less time. And that's my two cents on that. And the reason is because I just think like ego and more, you know, like I think anyone like blindsided from a breakup probably needs a little bit more time than if they did the one, the breaking up with, but it totally depends. Breakups are hard and when a heart breaks, it doesn't break even as the script or some, some song says, Anyway, that's all I got. I really hope you enjoy this episode with Haley, and I'm excited to hear your thoughts. I am so excited because I just got really into hand rolls, right? And I'm kind of new to the sushi game, I have to tell you. Like I was scared of everything for a while. I thought it was it would be fishy. And some stuff is still fishy, and I'm not into it, but Recently, I'm obsessed with Kazunori. It's a hand roll bar and it's in the city and it's fucking freezing out there. And so I don't want to go get this sushi. It's also like they don't take reservations. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. And so I've been using Postmates, which has been my savior for years. I mean, I get sugar fish on Postmates. I've ordered kith treats on Postmates. Ever, like Shake Shack, they have everything that I could ever want. It's really amazing. Sometimes you even get stuff from CVS on Postmates. Village Taverna, Poke Works, Philippe Chow. All of my spots are on Postmates. There's no other app that I love to order things on more because all I do in this weather is order food. I mean, also though, like we need food to live. So I'm telling you, if you haven't tried Postmates then you're not living. It's really amazing. And they're giving our listeners a little something. So you guys, if you're new, you're going to get a code for $20 off your first order of $30 or more when you use code ACME. That's code ACME to get $20 off your first order of $30 or more. You just download the Postmates app or you can sign up online. It's super easy. Offer a subject to change and taxes and fee applies. It's Valid for 30 days after you add the promo code to your account. So I don't know what you guys are waiting for. Order Postmates, like Kazunori, get on it. My last order really could have used the $20 off, let me tell you, because it really does add up on this stuff. So get $20 off your first order of $30 or more when you use code ACME and order some Postmates, like live your best life. If you're cold, order some Postmates. If you're hungry, order some Postmates. If you're not hungry, order some Postmates. If you want some dessert, Postmates. And use code Acme. It's never too late to get a gift. And Milk and Honey is the best place to get it. If you haven't heard of the brand, it was founded and bootstrapped by Alyssa Bayer. We love a female founder. We ship a female founder. And today the brand is in seven luxury... Or sorry, the brand has their own Luxury spas and salons in Austin, Houston, Fort Worth. And now they're expanding to LA, which is really amazing. They feature like bath, body, and skincare collections. I personally use their soap every day, but they have body cream, body polish, deodorant, enzyme masks, luxury face oil, hydrating rose mist. Everything is amazing. And if you're looking to buy a gift, they have the Art of the Bath set, which is like for any friend of yours that just loves the bath, maybe your sibling, my sister loves the bath, a skincare hero set and essential oil candles. If you haven't already dabbled into the essential oil world, it's really good for you and your aura and your vibe and all of that woo-woo stuff, it actually really works. They also have other brands at milkandhoney.com. If you you know, are looking into like Moon Juice, Virtue, Gold, like all of these great brands. And I am out there hustling for you guys because you can get 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com with the code ACME. So it's just the code ACME for 20% off your next purchase at milkandhoney.com. Milk and Honey is a line of bath, body, and skincare born from the sea. And it's made with safe ingredients in small batches in Austin, Texas. Milk and Honey's products are developed alongside their in-house team of estheticians at Milk and Honey Spa. So if you're traveling to any of those locations, check out the spa also. But get 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com with code ACME now.
0: What's up, family? We are Terrell and Jarius, the host of Let's Let's Go There, where we will, in fact, go there every single week. Every Wednesday in this podcast, no topics are off limits for us. We will be pushing ourselves and you to see different perspectives, challenging what you think you know, and have fun all at the same time. So listen, I want you guys to go ahead and buckle up, because going there is going to be the ride of your life. See you guys next week.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with our repeat guest. I think we've done like two episodes now.
0: This is number two, baby. This is
1: number two with Mrs. Dow Jones, a.k.a. Haley Sachs, one of my oldest friends. Um, You know, a lot of people have have you on their podcast now, and the difference is we're actually friends, you know?
0: Actually, Lindsay, you should. Know, I don't go on that many podcasts, mm-hmm. and I have like a very distinct crew that I say yes to, and oh. you are in that top tier. I
1: feel honored beyond belief.
0: Well, you're the Howard Stern of our gen. That's
1: honestly, and you the look like him thing. as well. <laughs> That's so like a yeah, so make. I honestly do feel like I look like him.
0: Yeah, you do. Like I often get you guys confused. Often, yeah.
1: I get stopped on the street and they're like Howard, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah, with actually. you on that top. End. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. It is wild. It's wild. So Haley is so organized, which I absolutely love about. Her J'adore. Cancer. What is your rising and your moon sign? Do you know?
0: Cancer rising as well, and oh. then I think I forgot. I was like literally working with an astrologist for so long, and then I forget. Astrologer, like, you...
1: it's actually astrologer. Okay,
0: astrologer. I'm so, I misgendered. I used the wrong pronoun. I'm it's say. So, yo, I'm so,
1: yeah, cancel me right now. I'm so sorry. You're canceled. Um. So, okay, lots of cancer. I feel energy. like Virgo vibes though. Yeah, you to g- be like you've so, got organization well, in, your, ad- in your soul. I have horrible
0: ADHD. So, I actually have like mm-hmm. many tools that I use to mm-hmm. keep myself productive and on track. It's funny. Everyone. Okay, always hopefully, says not that at all. No, you know, I'm off. Yeah, of that. yeah. Which I'm really proud of you for, by
1: the way. And if Huge. you're listening, Adderall is scary. But we also don't judge if you need But we don't it. judge. It's a beautiful tool. We don't tool judge. If you're, a beautiful on, tool if you're using it properly, but it's, it's tough to have to rely on something.
0: I was on it since fifth grade. Yeah. This is not an Adderall episode, but literally just to be like, and I never abused it, but yeah. I was just like, I went on a yoga retreat to um, two hours outside of Seville and like literally like... Was like, okay, like if I, I should get off of it here, like why do I need Adderall when I'm like in yeah, 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 in doing down dog like 18 times a day. Right, like it right. It should be like, I can focus on that. Should be easy. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think if, I mean, if you're like feeling any sort of symptom of withdrawal from anything, even if it's like sugar, you should like exercise a break, I think.
0: You're so, you're my, you're like inspo.
1: I'm a sober coach as well. you your very power. Your
0: sobriety gives you is your superpower.
1: Thank you. Gives you I appreciate esteem I like- appreciate that. So for anyone that missed your first episode, which shame on you. Um shame. How old are you? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and where are you from? I mean, I know the answers, but tell us.
0: Um, if anyone writes in the comments that I'm from Long Island, I will murder you. Not that there's anything wrong with Long Island, but like Mm. I present as that, but I'm really from the Upper East Side, which like is a bargaining chip. It's a cool thing to be, you know? So Mm -hmm. we're both from the UES and I'm 30
1: and... 30 flirty and thriving. I would say so. I definitely think so.
0: And your current relationship status, because we have to say. We have to. So yeah, I'm single, ready to mingle and manifesting uh, the love of my life. I love that. I love that. I know he's coming.
1: And I know he's coming too, because you're doing what you're aligned to be doing, which is what we're going to talk about today. Haley and I had met and discussed what today's episode would be about. And I have this wedding coming up.
0: I don't and, know if you guys know, but Lindsay's engaged. Yeah, did like, you know? <laughs> did you know?
1: Um, I got I actually got a DM yesterday. I was like, "Can you stop talking about your?" Uh, there were two. One was like, "Can you stop talking about your wedding?" And the second one was like, "Can you stop talking about Stephen?"
0: Oh my God, no! I love when you do. And Steven I was guys. like, "Wait,
1: lol!" Like, what? Like, what do I say? Like, I, do I just pretend like my, my I don't exist as a host of this podcast?
0: I think you should definitely take that note.
1: I, I definitely will. But today we're actually talking about your
0: other family.
1: Yeah, I should. Yeah. But we're not ready to reveal them yet. you you're, not, you're um, not. But today we're going to talk about, not necessarily about Steven, not necessarily about the wedding, but about how much I'm spending on my wedding.
0: You guys, Lindsay is going to open up her bank statements, her credit card bills, and we are going to get into the thick of it. We sure are. I'm a financial pop star. I help people learn how to manage their money, how to invest it, how to grow wealth. Go to financescool.com for more information, but yes. I I'm really excited about this because I think behavioral finance is really interesting and weddings are, you know, pretty expensive. Weddings are really
1: expensive. And I was joking with Haley that like, you know, if I don't mention that I'm it's for a wedding, like, for example, if I'm like, hey, I would love to like get a makeup, get my makeup done. They're like, okay, it's a <laughs> hundred. And then I'm like, okay, it's... And then they're like, what's it for? Like, what's the occasion? I'm like, it's a wedding. They're like, oh, it's a thousand. And it's just crazy what people get away with in this industry. There was actually a really funny TikTok about it. And it was this woman being like, oh, for your special day, a chair will be $5,000 for your special day. You know, like they really milk it.
0: I don't get what the dress is either. Like why dresses are so expensive? Yeah. Like it's Mm. so crazy to me. Yeah, like the, the dr- for one day, like you would never spend that much on a dress normally ever. You
1: would never. But actually, this is something that's good to note for brides or for future brides or past brides or anyone interested in bridal world. You can now sell your dress after the fact. Some people like to hold on to it and they're like, my my daughter or son will wear it one
0: day. So I went to this like crazy wedding in the Hamptons mm-hmm. and I like put it all over social media and it went very viral. And the girl had, like—Cassie had amazing dresses, and I got so many DMs about buying the dresses. And then mm. also Nova Octo, which is a yeah. dress rental place in New York. Like, I work with them, and they reached out to me, and they were like, um, what's Cassie's email? Like, we want to sell her dresses. That's amazing. I
1: wonder, like—I'm actually curious. I have this wedding Instagram, and I would ask my the brides that follow— if they would sell their dress, because I wonder, it, it is very sentimental value, you know. But like, I think I would sell mine for sure. Also, like
0: KonMari vibes, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, you can't take it with you. And Sarah Blakely, who's the CEO of Spanx, has yeah, a really cool. They just thing. went public. Just went public. Oh, they didn't go public. They were bought by. Oh, they were bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were bought, and she gave insane. She bonuses ten thousand dollars and, and sent them on vacation. First class ticket. We love We're, a boss like that. We love a boss like. Although you know, I got a lot of uh, messages about why didn't she give them equity, which was really mm, interesting. That um, is interesting. Yeah, she was like giving them a cash prize, but it's like you know, we want we want a, we want a piece of the pie, baby. Right. But she her wedding dress she like borrows she lets people borrow mm. and there's been like so many brides who wear it. Interesting. Just now cool. I have to look
1: up her um her wedding dress. But that'd be cool for you. It's a cool thing. And I would be open to it. The problem is, like your wedding dress, more than anything, is so tailored to your specific body. It's yeah. made to order. Like even if you buy off the rack, they take all your measurements and they order a dress for you. So unless you have a body double, it's really hard. Like unless someone's smaller than you that yeah. is buying your
0: wedding dress. It's you can't do it, and you know one's smaller than you, Lindsay. You look That's really queen. nice, but you could not never, true at all. Like a, maybe like a two year old. That's could so wear untrue. <laughs> at their child wedding, child bride could wear your dress. <laughs> That's hilarious, but not true. But um, but yeah, we wanted to talk about this because really, how you do one thing is how you do everything, mm-hmm. and so. With spending on your wedding, you need good financial habits to begin with so you can be discerning and smart about how you're budgeting your money for your wedding. Without that foundation, you're screwed. Right. And so I wanted to come in as a resource for people to help you build that from scratch. I'm all about like the financial freshmen, the people who never learned about money, which is most people, it's not taught in school. Most parents don't teach it. Yeah. So if you need to start from zero, I am your girl. But then also talking about how those spending techniques can really help you budget out your wedding so that you are getting the most out of it and spending on things that you love and then feeling confident enough to say no to the things that don't matter, which I know you're really good at. Yeah. And it's also just like, it's not cute anymore to
1: be like, what's money? Like, it's not cute it's, at all. It's cute to take Haley's course and like yeah. actually know a thing or two about it. And it's hot. It's hot when you're dating
0: and when you know what the hell you're talking about. But I will say- and Lindsay go- said, tell them what you said about with Steven." So, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, we were talking about personal finances, and mm-hmm. you said that you, it wasn't until your personal finances were together that you were able to bring in Stephen. Yeah. And I think that's the same for a lot of people where exactly. it's like, you
1: need to have your shit in order to manifest the right person for you. 100%. Mm hmm. And, but I will say, going back to the wedding thing, wedding like, it's almost like monopoly money for weddings. Like, so crazy. you make decisions in a wedding process with, like that you would never make in real life. Like, you could be so deep in that you're like, they're like, oh, that's like an extra $500. And in reality, you'd be like, absolutely not. Yeah, But in the grand scheme of a wedding budget, sometimes you're like, okay, like, what's that in the grant, you know? And so I think we should talk about kind of working with different, Budgets for a wedding. Like, let's say the budget is like $65,000. Like,
0: staying within that, you have to figure out what is important to you. I think also the first thing is understanding, also, like, the, like, I, I I feel like a lot of people have issues with the actual budget to begin with, where then they go above the sixty five because they're not managing it correctly, and it creates mm. a lot of uh you know differences with the person who's funding the wedding, be it like if it's their parents right. or like the groom's parents or whatever. They're you know the group like what whoever's giving the money is then feels really disrespected if the person is not sticking within that budget. So I think that's really important too, is like to go into it with the intention to actually stay with In those realms instead of like, you know, how we always like push the limits, you know, Mm -hmm. like we're on a diet and you're like, oh, I'll have a few chips, you know, it's like, no, like stick to your intention of what you said. There's a lot of respect in the mix. Yeah, because then it makes your day actually really like sort of stressful. Mm -hmm. Everyone's worried and there's like all this stuff that's not been said and tension Mm. that's built. So I think a lot of people like on their wedding days, there's a lot of stress about money And, you know, we want to help you guys alleviate that pain. So much stress. So I think the first thing that you need to figure out, like you're engaged, you're getting married
1: Um, before even what's your budget. I think who's who's paying for this wedding? Who's paying for it? Who's paying for it? Is it you and your fiance? Is it your parents? Is it your fiance's parents? Is it split down the middle? It's almost like a sit down conversation that you have to have with your family. And like, it's not the, the like I'm so traditional and I love traditions, but It's not always the bride's family just because that's technically a tradition, right? Like, sometimes it's different.
0: I mean, we live in a society where most people are not financially planning. Most people are in debt. Like, it's, like, ridiculous to think that just because you have a daughter, you're going to be, like, together enough to have saved for the wedding, like, it should really be who's paying for it, who's able to pay for it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And my biggest hope is that no one's going into debt for the wedding.
1: Yeah. Um, I, well, you come from three daughters
0: in your family, I know. so that's that's none of which are married yet. But Oof. I know, but I I hope that I get to better, go first better sell that Martha's Vineyard. I know, got to sell Martha's Vineyard, and I think I got to put a ring on it soon <laughs> so that I can be the first one in that pot. Uh-huh. You know, um, no, but
1: it's a very real thing, and so you decide that, right? So let's say, let's say for me, let's say my parents are paying. So so what? So what? are you okay for you?
0: Or who's paying for the wedding?
1: So what? typically happens a lot of the time in like the Jewish family traditions, right? The girl's parents pay for the wedding And the boy's parents
0: pay for rehearsal dinner. And the
1: boy's parents pay for rehearsal dinner. So we are doing that, which I'm very grateful to my in-laws for. It's very kind and generous. And I'm very grateful to my parents for doing that, you know with that turnover of of like with that surrender almost. And did they
0: surrender you a budget for each of those events or are they saying, hey, plan it and then we'll take care of the tab at the end? So definitely not the latter. That would be
1: <laughs> right, that would just be give ideal. Us the bill, yeah. That would be um a nice little situation that <laughs> does not occur when you're not a billionaire, <laughs> unfortunately. But um I actually went to my dad when we started thinking about planning the wedding and I had no idea what weddings cost, literally zero idea. And I had asked him, I was like, do you think we could spend X amount of money on the wedding, which now is like a fraction of what we ended up spending. And he was like, Like, you know, it was like dramatic irony. Like he knew that like it wasn't it was going to be much more than that. you're his second daughter, too. Yeah. And so he was like, yes, yes, honey, that sounds like reasonable. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Oh, so he Um, was sort of playing you. He was playing me. Mm -hmm. And and like, you know, just like a deposit. Is, is that kind of um, number that I thought that would be the entire wedding. So just a deposit on a venue. So this is also like a post-pandemic wedding world.
0: Oh, you um, think that everything's prorated? Everything. Because, like, everything is,
1: is prorated. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because they know, they know the scarcity value that like there's really nothing available to you. And they know their value as a venue that has certain amenities that you really want. Like, for example, our venue is on the beach or like near a beach, right? And so they- It's near a
0: beach. It's you know 45 minutes away. <laughs> they, <laughs> they leverage. It's, it's, yeah. They do. Do you think that- because of social media, people spend more on weddings just because it's like, like how much of it is spending because you want to look good in the pictures and you want your friends to like, Post pictures and you look like you're rich, or like you know, you are like this wedding is extravagant. And how much of it is like, if I get this cake, this is our favorite cake as a couple. It's going to mean so much to mm. us. And like, you know, how much of it comes from like romance, and how much comes from it, like keeping up with the Joneses? Because that's my issue yeah. with weddings. Yeah, I think ninety percent is keeping up yeah, with the Joneses. Yeah, that's my today. issue. Yeah, and it's, I've it's seen wild. It.
1: Yeah, and like when our parents got married, like my parents got married at Tavern on the Green in New York City. My parents and, got married at the Pierre. Oh, I love that. That's so Chic luxury. New York Nice. So chic. so she, um, and it was like very, you know, low key. Like it wasn't Instagramable. It wasn't an Instagramable wedding. Like I'm my sure mom, the flowers were. I'm same. sure it was gorgeous. Like I'm sure, but from the pictures that I've seen, like I don't want to say it was like frumpy because it wasn't. It was beautiful, but it wasn't like. To the nines for like every every shot would have every been for angle an Instagram. Like, yeah like oh you're taking I, a picture of yeah. your
0: calligraphy name Never. and like your yeah and nobody
1: cared about that back then yeah. like it was not it was not about that you went to like the one dress store in Manhattan that it everyone would be interesting went to. to
0: like price adjust your parents' wedding with inflation for, I would love to yeah, know. yeah to I now. would love to know I, and yeah. see like what it would cost because I bet you that it's like a fraction even like with yeah. inflation and everything like to because it's all it's like the same way that like we will pay four hundred dollars for a sweatsuit from right. like mad happy or something it's like right. it's a sweatsuit it's a sweatsuit you know but we're gonna we're paying because we want the label we want people to know we're a hype beast that mm-hmm. we're so cool and so like you know and obviously there are some things that are really worth spending on and that sort of goes to a principle that we talk a lot about in finance school, university, in my course, which is value based spending. Which is basically, you spend more on the things that matter to you. You mm-hmm. actually spend more. So you're like, I'm obsessed with flowers. I'm gonna go all out. I'm getting the sickest flowers in the world. But hey, I really don't give a shit about the dress. I like, you know, like everything looks great on me. I'm just gonna get like a two hundred dollar white slip. Right. And you know. I don't care about, like, whatever, the food or whatever. So you're cutting mercilessly other things. Yes. there And so you're investing more in things that you love, and then you're cutting ruthlessly the things that you don't care about. Exactly. Instead of spending on everything, because it's sort of the same principles, like... You know, I always say like even Taylor Swift can't buy everything that she wants. Like she's so rich, but it's like if she bought every house that she wanted, every piece of clothing, everything, she would go broke. Exactly. The only you know, and so it's the same thing with weddings. You can't have a wedding that on all levels is top tier. Right. Have to have a wedding that in some places you're cutting corners. Not
1: everything can win. So where are
0: you going to cut corners? So
1: the photographer is really important to me with my wedding. And so I actually have a relationship. Instagram not just (laughs) for Instagram, for grandparents, like for, for life. Right. Like these are like the photos that you keep. And like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like Instagram's important too, you know, but that's this- That's true. Like these are pictures. Like we still, you still have your parents' wedding
0: pictures. 100%. Exactly. I like for me,
1: like I won't cut corners on photography because it's really important to me. And so I have a relationship with my photographer and I reached out to him before I even had a date and was like, would tell me what dates work for you. So that's important. Flower is not important to me. And this might like surprise you, but my like huppa like I don't care like like it's it's basically going to be bare for the most part. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll go back on this. But like I just it's not about what the chuppah looks like. It's about like what you're saying underneath our union. Exactly. So flowers, I don't care about DJ. Big, big deal to me. Yeah. Um, Band, they all sound the same. If you if you ask me, you know. So
0: you're going to do DJ, not band.
1: No, I'm going to do both because um, my the people in charge would like a band.
0: Okay, um the, the, and
1: those that we answer to those that we answer to, and um what else is, and then the food we're really lucky because we're getting married in a hotel, so the that's food nice so it's included is, is included and it's and it's good already, so that's good to know other than that, like, you know, in terms of
0: material stuff, you're well, you said some good things, which is like you don't give a shit about the bridal party dresses. you're like, no one is spending more than two hundred fifty dollars on a dress, mm. which is amazing actually, so. It's up to them. It's up to my bridesmaids what they want to spend on you're not paying for them, and you also don't want them to feel pressure to, like, go above and beyond. Exactly. And then you're also with your bachelorette party because you're having a destination wedding. Mm -hmm. You're not doing a destination bachelorette, and you're making it so that no one is going to pay more than $250 for the bachelorette, which I think is really uh, thoughtful and is, like— I always think that bachelorettes are a huge financial ask of people and financially disrespectful in a lot of ways because, you know, it's so hard to say no to group situations where all your friends are going to be together. Exactly. And, you know, and you also like, there's obviously a stigma to be like the person who's saying no, Mm. and then you have that FOMO, but it's also like if it doesn't make sense in your budget, it doesn't make sense. And Unless so, it becomes like a vacation for you. Which it never is, Which by the it way. never don't is. Don't let them tell you that it will but be. But it could be if you
1: actually have a friend who's a, a chill bride, which is very few and far between, but happens. And they're like, hey, you know, let's say I want to do Miami for the weekend. Every activity is optional. And we're de- dedicating this full day to like hanging on the beach and like just going to dinner and going home. Like that is the kind of bride like I... I would would aspire to be if I had a destination bachelorette.
0: My aspiration as a bride is, like, I want to get the PJ for my girls and, Mm. like, take them to, like, a baller suite and, like, treat them to, like— Speaking of Sarah Blakely, every year on her birthday, she takes her, like, friends that she's had forever, like— on an insane trip, and, like, I really want to copy that, and I yeah. really I want to kick it off with my bathroom. Kim K does that, too. It's the best. Like, we I should. think they want to treat your friends. Yeah. Um, or like, you can pull a George Clooney. One mm-hmm. mil. One mil each. That's amazing. In cash. Pretty chic. Pretty chic. Well, you know, Kendall Jenner was just a bridesmaid, and her dress was, she like, was. $250. So I saw that, but it was a dress that— You were,
1: like, and it looked it. <laughs> no, but are we talking about the scandalous dress or the bridesmaid's the dress? The blue dress,
0: the not okay. scandalous, the yeah. one she walked on the island.
1: That was nice. It was tasteful that it that it was not over $250. I will say, and I, if you're a bride listening who's doing this, I still think that like, you know, do you, girl? It's going to look amazing. I'm not into the uniform bridesmaid's dresses anymore. Interesting. It, I think you want that's everyone a thing of the to past. have
0: their own style. Their own, yeah. Let them shine, you know. I sort of I sort of like the regiment. I like the uniform. Yeah. I feel like some people take too many liberties. I hear I'm you. I'm always like at Nova Octo before the wedding like getting like an insane dress. Like it's so bad. But yeah, again, but, not spending that. but on then it. you look amazing and you're expressing yourself. Expressing.
1: So I told you guys about my friend who endorsed Athletic Greens and I started listening to her and now I do it every single day. And it's interesting because I like to work out in the morning and I usually like to work out like, I I hate to say the word fast, but people say like in a fasted state. But when I have Athletic Greens pre-workout or post-workout, depending on what my body wants, I feel so good like it's not like you feel full because it's not like that. It's just that you feel full of all of the best things for you. I just like don't have the greatest, like not metabolism because I do have a good metabolism, but I don't have the greatest digestive track, right? And I need all the things that are better for me, like for my gut health. And so it's really amazing because one scoop, literally one scoop of Athletic Greens is every single vitamin, nutrient, that I need. It's really amazing. And, um, also I'm offering you guys a really great offer with them because you're getting a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash Acme. That's athleticgreens.com slash Acme to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's really incredible. Also, like you're going right into this season of snow and freezingness, flu, cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. Like that's all you need. And you are just like, prepared. You're prepared for the season. So I really think that you should check it out. It's you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. It's really, really amazing. And I highly recommend it. Check it out and go to athleticgreens.com slash hack me now. I just started doing these Amazon Lives and it's been really fun. And I hope that you watch one of them. I'm basically, it's kind of like a QVC vibe, but like you're selling clothes and it's really fun because you're talking to the void, but people can message in and write in and ask X, Y, and Z. And so that's really nice. I'm really into that. And I think that you should totally check it out, but I wouldn't have been able to... I I didn't know how much DIY it takes to get one of these out. Like I have to create the content around these Amazon lives. So like I am doing all of this using Issue. And Issue is an all-in-one platform that helps you create and distribute beautiful digital content. So like marketing materials, magazines, posters, graphics. I am like all the graphics that you see on my Instagram, I'm using with Issue. Um, Whether it's for our mixers or for Amazon Live, you know, whatever it is for an invite to anything, a live show. It's so amazing. And like PDFs are so outdated, but Issue makes content better because it works seamlessly with tools that you already have, like Canva and Dropbox and InDesign. You just make something once and then you can distribute it everywhere. And you can start using it for free, which is really amazing. If you are a content creator or just curious about content, get started with Issue Today for free. Or if you sign up for a premium account, you'll get 50% off when you go to issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME. That's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME at checkout. So you'll either get a free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code ACME. Seriously, check it out. If you are a content creator or you're curious about creating content or you're in marketing, PR, you work for someone and they ask you to go make this, blah, 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 use Issue. It's free and the premium stuff is really cool as well. Check it out.
0: Lindsay's made it pretty clear what she wants to spend on, what she doesn't want to spend on. You know, she made the savvy choice to book a venue that has a package included, which I think is really smart. And especially with things like food, really nice and sort of alleviates financial stress when that's all just part of the package. Mm. Um, Something that's interesting, though, is tips. Because you'll have to tip all the vendors, you tip everyone. So People have, don't know that. Do you, have you built that into your budget? Because that's sort of like financially, I would look at that as the same way as I look at like non-monthly expenses. Like mm-hmm. I have a high yield savings account where I put money every month that is money for like, Botox, which is every like four months. So it's not like in your budget all the time, but like you want to like have money put aside or like I put aside money for like birthday presents Mm -hmm. or like my birthday party or like things that are not repeat costs or that you wouldn't really expect. Mm -hmm. And I feel like besides tipping the vendors, what else are like sneaky charges that you think during the wedding you have to budget for? Sneaky charges if it rains. You Ugh. might have to
1: pay for a tent, which okay. you didn't know that that's you would smart. have to. You should
0: build that's like a so good So You need thing a rainy
1: to, day plan. You need a rainy day fund. Mm-hmm. Smart. A rainy day fund, other sneaky charges. You will forget something. And everyone always forgets some something the day of the wedding. They're like, shit, I just realized I don't have a veil or I don't have a kiddish cup or you know, something that somebody's gonna have to run out and get and you're gonna have to pay for. Okay. This is less like financial, but something will go wrong. Like with a friend or bridesmaid or someone, there's going to
0: be drama. There's, there's going to be drama. Be something. At
1: least one person in your wedding will make your wedding about them, and I know that for a fact. Um, every bride has told me that, and actually, I've been that person who made it about me. Really? How'd you do wedding. that? I was really young. This was like our first friend's wedding. I was like 25, and she had hair and makeup for all of us. We were bridesmaids, and I, the the makeup person did a crazy, crazy bad job on me, crazy bad job. And like, I was really trying to be easygoing about it, but like she drew caterpillars on my eye, on my eyebrows. Like it was like, no, when scary, the
0: eyebrow is really like tough. It was
1: scary, frightening. And, and also, it's hard to get that off. It's so hard. And I yeah. and I really, I didn't know any better. I was 25. Like, hey, you, and you today, you weren't, you weren't I would be famous, like, I look great. You didn't have Influencer yet. I, well, so I would just, like, I would just be like, glam. I just, I would be like, today, I'd be like, oh, it's fine. You're huge, we'll make it going, but you then, know? I remember back I then. I would have just washed my face. But yeah. I was back then. Back then, I just did not. We well, didn't have I, the I tools. Not, I didn't have the tools. It wasn't you. I was only two years into therapy. You literally didn't have the tools. So I was like, you were just upset, upset and you and reactive. And she ended up redoing my makeup. But now reflecting back now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm like, that would be really annoying if
0: one of our people had to redo the makeup of one of my bridesmaids, you know, can I say as someone who's that's really annoying? Don't if you're one of Lindsay's bridesmaids listening, don't be that girl. But also, I'm really good friends with my makeup artist, Zakima, and she does Mm -hmm. a lot of weddings. And, like, she'll come over and be like, Haley, oh, my God, I did the bride and 10 bridesmaids, and they didn't tip me. So it's like you also... disgusting. Well, here's the thing is like we were talking about financial stress. By the time the wedding day comes around, you are, you've gone through your budget. Like you feel tight. You're probably worried about things, but this is not the place to cut corners. Mm. And it's sort of the same as going to like, oh, going to a restaurant and not tipping. Like don't go to the restaurant if you can't tip. Mm -hmm. Don't hire people if you can't tip them. Like it's make sure that you are... Fulfilling all those costs because it's really unfair to gig workers. They rely on that. Yeah, you can't afford the service if you can't afford the tip. Exactly. So just build it in. So rainy day fund for if it rains. Tip tipping the vendors, um, and then an emergency fund for if you are forgetting things for the actual ceremony. Yep. Uh, huge. Let's do a quick overview on some beauty pro- beauty things to do
1: before a wedding. That's also included in your budget in a way, not necessarily like, like for example, my my yeah, parents. Are you, are you
0: building that into your budget with Steven or is that like no. a separate so, Lindsay budget? So my
1: parents would never pay for any of these things. These are things that I am budgeting for myself. Yeah. So technically, yes, Lindsay and Stephen, considering we're you know You're combining s- finances but it's like, you know, facials, Botox, a chemical peel. There's tons of things that people tell you when you're getting married. Oh, have you signed up for
0: this, this, and this, and this? You have to do X, Y, and Z before your wedding. And by the way, you don't have to do any of it. But it's also value-based spending as well, though, too, where you're like, okay, if I'm obsessed with my skin, then let me spend more on my skin. But either don't do it or do it and do it well. But Please don't skimp on that because no. it is there, it is just a horrible, uh, it's a huge risk that you take mm. when you try to cut corners don't do a with beauty. Yeah, it, it's I've seen it happen to a lot of friends of mine, like yeah. Groupons with filler and Botox, like, oh my God, I got Botox for $10. Literally, someone said oh, that to God. me. It was really bad. And like, you just, you only have one face. Only one face. So yeah, I think that's really important. And mm-hmm. I also think like you know, what are ways that you can make money during this time? Like, how can you bring in more income during this time so that you have more money to spend on all of this? Because this is a big expense and, you know, it feels like all that we're talking about are expenses, but we're not like adding how you can add to it. Mm. So I feel like there's a lot of ways to like bring in more money that could also help lessen the financial impact. First and foremost, I always tell people before they even think about side hustling or anything like that, look at your primary income and think about how you can add more value there if you are working somewhere. And like, you know, if there's a raise that you are up for, how can you put yourself in a position where you should be making more money? How can you have that conversation? Like, this is your reminder to talk to your boss, to talk to your managers and make sure that you're being paid what you are worth. You know, one uncomfortable conversation can ultimately bring you in the long term hundreds of thousands of dollars. So like it's really worth it. And then if you have your own business, instead of like being like, okay, I'm going to like add this whole new part of it. Why not actually just look at what's really working and double down on that and try and expand on that. So like be really logical first about how you can bring in more money. And then there's also obviously all those smaller things that you can do like Reselling your clothes, Mm -hmm. you know, babysitting, dog walking. There's so many different side hustles that you can do. You can review products online as a way that you can make a lot of money. Like, there's a lot of ways, like passively on your phone, that you can bring in extra money. And I feel like it's really important during times of big expenses like this to, you know, also think about how you can add, not just attract. Definitely, I've been. You're know, such a hustler.
1: I know you've I'm, been I'm, doing. I'm it. hustling. I, I, you know, we've been throwing these mixers. Yeah, I am working on something with Amazon in the pipeline. Yeah. I'm taking on more dating app consultations, which I do. You know, you can sign up through my website. Really smart. Or reach out to me. We met at Acme at Gmail for that. So it's it's really important to not drop the ball on exactly. That stuff. Don't
0: drop the ball because at the end of the day, like, and you hear this from all brides, like, and grooms, like. The wedding, there's so much buildup and then it's over. Mm-hmm. And who do you want to be when it's over? You're starting your life with this person. You're in this next chapter. And what can you do to put yourself in the best position possible financially and emotionally? Because financial health is tied to emotional health. Like you cannot deny it. I always say the three cornerstones of wellness are financial, physical, and mental. 1000 Have to take care of all three. Um, Physical
1: includes sexual as well, right?
0: Yeah, of course, queen. Okay,
1: good. Let's go over. Um, We made a list of like some bullet points of just generally how to save for a wedding. and I think it's really mm-hmm. helpful. So but let's go back and forth sharing these. So the,
0: um, yeah, ooh, oh, I want to start with one because it's mm-hmm. a really good one. Okay. Um, so the first one is... Open a credit card with your partner to Mm -hmm. put all the wedding expenses on because you're going to have big charges, like charges way bigger than what you usually have. And you'll be able to hit that limit on that card a lot quicker. And then you can use those points to maybe pay for your honeymoon, pay for, you know, other pieces of the wedding. Like, I think there's a lot of ways to be savvy with credit. Mm. And I have a really smart friend, two friends, really smart friends financially who just got married and they did this and really uh, were able to maximize the impact. So I think that's really underrated. Very underrated. Also something that I forgot to mention,
1: that is important to me when it comes to the the wedding, um, is a wedding planner. Oh yeah. That is some so f- for me time is money like oh, more than anything else and if you have a full time job or a job that doesn't really allow you to have two jobs at once one job being your planning your wedding it is so important to outsource that job to someone that is a wedding planner and the costs vary you can find a wedding planner an amazing wedding planner for like $1500 you can also find one for like $70,000 yeah. it's just you have to read the fine print of what is included in this person what is this person going to be doing for you and how are they going to be making your life easier and the run of show easier so you can focus on being a bride and enjoying your day. Enjoying
0: the day. Exactly. Mm. And definitely also look for recommendations with the planners. Yes, for Um, sure. The other thing, I mean, Uh, about Mrs. Dow Jones, we talk a lot about like negotiating and like, you know, we talk about negotiating medical bills and like something with medical bills that's really important is you have to get an itemized list. And you see that like, if you go to like the hospital, they'll charge you like $200 for a Q-tip. And I feel like it's the same with like a florist will be like, okay, like we're going to charge you $800 for this tiny little votive candle. Yeah. You know, so like Ask for freaking receipts. So smart. And see where you can just freaking go to IKEA or go yes. to like Target or like you know fill in with shit that's freaking cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't just go for ease because like when you go through a brokerage, which is really like what a florist is, if they're selling you candles, they are they need to make a margin on selling you that, so they're going to upmarket.
1: You are so smart, by the way, and so beyond your years, beyond. because the itemized list is so important, mm-hmm. whether it's a medical bill, yeah. any kind of bill, you need an itemized Always. list. I just got hit with, I had pneumonia in, no. in August. I just got hit with an $8,000 hospital bill. Well,
0: we should do a negotiation. I'm so good. So we, at, we got out them. of it. We okay, got good. out of it.
1: Thank God. Thanks to my fiance, who's in that business. But we got that bill. And exactly what you said to my, um, to Motrin. Five hundred dollars. Are you
0: crud- Two Motrin oh that I didn't my- ask for
1: that they gave me, and we're like, you have to take this two Motrin five hundred dollars. That's insane. So you need to do that. Two and also, Motrin. two Motrin. Okay, and then also the the hospitals are really similar to weddings. Actually, they really are. But going back to the wedding, special occasion, mm-hmm, exactly. So <laughs> itemized list at the wedding. Your family's there. <laughs> <laughs> they put a You're wearing um, a special outfit, wearing an outfit, a dress. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they put um. The, All like the attentions champagne on you. <laughs> exactly. sorry I can keep going. <laughs> they put a champagne like flute toast in our wedding like dinner. And we were like, literally no one cares about that. Yeah, like literally no one. no one, like take it out now. Yeah. But if we didn't see that, we would have paid for it yeah. and had to have it. And it would have been such a fucking waste of money. So like that itemized list is so necessary. Thank you for saying that. Um, I would not have
0: remembered to say it. Another thing is... Yeah, it's um, a good. It's a good note just in general. Like you have yeah. to like read the fine print with your money and like... You know, never this is I always say this to people. This is why I think financial literacy is so important. Use code we met at Acme on financeschool.com to get my course start here. And it will teach you all of the financial basics. But you know, it's super important to know how to advocate for yourself and also to understand your bottom line. Like that's why I always talk about Rihanna. Rihanna. Before Fenty Beauty, before everything, she got taken—
1: She took Haley's course.
0: She took my course, <laughs> you guys. She was my first student. and I'm so proud of her. You know, Robin, <laughs> you've come so far. <laughs> No, she got freaking taken advantage of by her accountant. <gasps> she was like this young girl who, you know, I'm sure like her manager like threw this business manager at her and was like, "Okay, whatever." They'll they'll worry on your about your bottom line. And the person was shoveling money into their pocket, mm-hmm. and she wasn't looking at her finances. And so then she looked up and she saw that she had been totally screwed. She wrote the song, "Bitch Better Have My Money." Never work with them again and learned her lesson. But it's to show you that it doesn't matter where you're at in your life, how much money you're making, if you do not have a uh, if you do not have of you, of your money. If you are not t- looking at that itemized list for the $500 Motrin for the amount of money they're spending on the boat, those votive candles, someone else is going to be taking advantage of you. Mm. So you must have eyes on it. Exactly. Like always be a defensive driver. Yes, exactly. And it's hard to do that if you don't have financial confidence. Like if you right. go into wedding planning feeling like, wow, I'm so bad with money. I'm literally the worst at this. Like Oh my God, like uh, judging yourself, feeling like money is taboo, having shame. You're not going to feel confident making those decisions or looking at those bills or like advocating for yourself. And so, you know, open yourself up to true freedom and to bigger things happening and to confidence and to to power of choice and to confidence. Which Um, you get from Haley's course. You really do. It's an amazing course. And I am excited to. To be your teacher. Hee <laughs> hee. Um okay. So let's do a little bit more of like a rapid fire when it oh, comes yeah. to
1: um the how to save for a wedding. So we're just gonna like fire off some things as oh, opposed yeah, these to analyzing are really good. that. So we
0: don't, like no more talking.
1: <laughs> so, no, I love I love to hear your voice. I love to okay, hear your voice. Okay. Since Saturday is the most popular day of the week, it is also the most expensive. Get married on a Friday, get married on a Wednesday, get married Thursday. on a Sunday, on a Thursday. Um you know, live your best life and it doesn't matter what day it is unless it's destination, which it's a little more difficult, but you
0: got this and you can make it work and the right people who really want to be there will. I actually freaking love a Friday wedding because then you have the brunch Saturday and you can have Sunday to recover. Mm. Like I hate when Sundays are like hungover and stressful and like you have 18 things to do. Like I really need that day of rest. Yeah, it's important. Okay, you want to read the next one? Um, Absolutely. Think about what's in season when it comes to your food and your flowers, because when you buy what's in season, you get things that are at the peak of their supply, and that's when the price is lower. So, And if they're grown locally, then you don't need to have them shipped, and so you're also reducing your carbon footprint, but you're also saving money because they don't have to ship them anywhere.
1: Exactly. And then just a note on that, there are companies that do like re- that reuse um, reuse flowers from like a wedding that happened the night before and nobody knows and it's much cheaper. Um, Consider a shorter guest list. We are having a small wedding and it is the best decision that we ever make anytime we add another person on, I used to think it was like, you know, you pay $200, you pay your plate. Absolutely not. $200, you're paying your fork. Like, holy, it is shit. crazy per person
0: Wait, what really? adds up,
1: especially when you do a destination wedding because you're paying for them at the rehearsal dinner and at the brunch as well. Oh, because you have to literally have to like, like how, like you do so much stuff for You have to like bathe them. You really have like to bathe them. It's, it's a lot. So, so consider a short guest list. The next one I think is important.
0: Limit plus ones. So what, what are your rules? So if you're not living together,
1: you're not, you're not getting a plus one or if you're not in the bridal party, you know? So I I think, I think you need to be extra kind with your close ones and let them have someone there if that's what they want. But other than that, like you're not inviting your friend's, you know, new boyfriend
0: of three weeks. It's just not happening. It's not the right thing. That being said, I am going to a wedding in March, like, actively finding a boyfriend for it. And, like, if I do get one, which I will, like, I'm going to bring him. <laughs> if they'll allow it. No, they will. Yeah. I'm just going to be like, mm, and here's Bay. Um, <laughs> Oh, I love this next one. Consider a venue that requires minimal de- decoration, like a beach. Like There Lindisi. you go. That's what I'm doing use
1: an all-in-one wedding invitation design. Like you can do it on these different
0: websites. Um. Can I say, I don't fucking care about wedding invitations. And mm-hmm. I think that they need to be scrapped. They're so expensive. They're so bad for the environment. Send a digital invite. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Literally, this is what I do when I open a wedding invite that you spent like a million dollars on. I read it and I throw it away. <laughs> I put them all in my fridge. Oh, man, I don't care at
1: all. I enough. just, like, think it's nice. I I think also, like, I've always just loved love, and I love getting an invitation like that. Aww. However, I agree with you. Like, unless it's really, really important to you, like, it, I, I would say yeah, treat an it, invitation how you— a value-based thing. Uh, How you do it. So, like, for you, I wouldn't— If I were you and getting me, married— I don't give a shit. I Since you don't give a shit about other people's invitations, why should you give a shit yeah. about yours, you know? Like, treat it like you treat—
0: But for you, it's important for you. So you want to do
1: it. 100%. But we did a virtual save the date. Cute. Love. Okay. Hotel Mm -hmm. room block. If your wedding is at a hotel, try to get a courtesy block. This is so important because if you don't get a courtesy block, they're going to charge you for people who didn't book rooms in your room block. Which is- They charge you? Yes, they charge you. You're (gasps) responsible.
0: savage. Mm -hmm. Okay, you guys, you have to do that. And Mm -hmm. then also, this is smart, but sample sales, consignment, and department stores for wedding dress, and also secondhand, like I would be all up on the real, real. There's so many cool Instagrams right now that are vintage and secondhand. Like it's like this niche market that's popping up. I would get on there. Like if I- And your original- Oh, so that's what I was about to say. Like, you're getting something that's so unique. And with what Lindsay said is really true about, like, if the dress is bigger, then you can get it tailored. Mm -hmm. Like, I just got a vintage Burberry trench coat. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, but it's big. But it's like, I was like, fuck yes, I'm getting this because I can get it tailored. Exactly. Like, the bigger it is, the better it is because there's more to take in. You make it your your own, fit your shape. I actually got my um, rehearsal dinner outfit at a sample
1: sale. Hell yeah. And I got my my second look at my wedding or my third look at a vintage store. So, Obsessed. amazing. Um, borrow from your mom, your sister. So smart. You know, your mom has nice jewelry maybe that you can't afford. Yeah. Do, borrow her jewelry, do that, jewelry. And then it's also something borrowed. So cute. I'm borrowing my sister's veil. Um, I love that. Which is really nice. The next point is about hiring a DJ. Great. DJ's a
0: lot. Like, the bands can be so expensive. It really adds up. Yeah, I would definitely do GJ. Also, it's a smart simplify the drink options. Mm-hmm. Um personally, I I mean, I drink and I think it's really like I went to a wedding that had like like natural wine, which was amazing, and like a few specialty cocktails and sake. It was like at a Japanese place and it was really cool. So like, that I was don't really know, cool. if I, like for me, like a value-based thing, I would be like, no, I want to have like sick wine at my wedding. Yeah.
1: Like no one's going to be like, oh my God, this alcohol isn't premium enough. They're just going to drink it because it's an open
0: bar. But I have to say it was a nice touch though to have that natural wine. So I'm sort of like, maybe we pay for it. Non-traditional dessert, like cookies or ice cream. Or I once went, went to a wedding where they had a cheesecake from I juniors. Love that. It was so cute. That's amazing. And everyone was like eating it. Like it was so yeah. fun. And it's just like, whatever. Who cares about the cake? My sister-in-law had a donut truck, which Obsessed. was great. So um, cute. Our cake is actually included
1: because Be a lot of the hotel of... thing. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't do it.
0: Amazing. Limit the photographer's hours. So smart. And
1: videographer. Our videographer tried to, not tried to, I mean, they weren't like scheming or anything, but they were like, okay, so we're going to do the rehearsal dinner and the wedding. And we were like, wait, we don't need to record the The rehearsal rehearsal dinner. dinner, Who cares? Actually,
0: I think with the rehearsal dinner, it's nicer for it to be really intimate. I agree. And
1: then we wanted to end on um, talking about influencers' weddings that we remember and
0: how much we think that they spent. So Lindsay, now that she is a bride, has gotten all these quotes of weddings Mm. that you probably are familiar with from Instagram. And like, it is mind-boggling how expensive they are. Mind-boggling. So like, most of
1: these... Crazy influencer weddings you're seeing, like and basically
0: anything in Vogue is a million dollars. Basically
1: anything in Vogue is is at least a million dollars, and a million
0: dollars fucking cash. You guys, like, do you realize what that could do in the stock market? Like. Do you want to spend that much on your wedding? Like, forget how rich you are or whatever. Mm. Like, think God if you actually even want to do this. Like, forget about keeping up with the Joneses. Like, what about just—I always think it's so romantic when someone just wears a really chic outfit to the courthouse, gets married, has, like, a small lunch after somewhere great with, like, a few friends, and then, you know, like, saves that money. And, and puts it in their pocket puts it or it in on your a down po- payment. Down payment on a house. You're putting it into the market. You're yeah. starting a business. Like— Like we, there's so much, it's expected to have a wedding, but second guess that assumption and like actually ask yourself, like, does this matter to me?
1: And on the reverse, if it does matter to you, then that's, that's okay. okay too. No, it's and, a
0: beautiful thing. Enjoy your life. Like and that's another, no shame in the game. Yeah. And I don't know anyone who is But also know who you're through. comparing yourself to. Exactly. That's what we are talking about with these right. influencers. Are, is you, like, are you getting married for the wedding or for your marriage? And are you doing a wedding that is your wedding that is like, so you, or are you trying to have a wedding that you saw... Online and step it up, and but also that you're never going to be able to actually accomplish. So you're right. always going to be feeling short because it was a wedding that they spent over a million dollars on, right?
1: Or you're going to accomplish it and then feel horrible after horrible. because you spent all of your family's money, or your own money, or your in-laws' money, and then you just feel shitty and empty. And then lastly, we ha- we have the honeymoon. And um you know I have to say right now like for the record I hate the phrase mini moon like yeah. any trip that you take after your wedding is a honeymoon and calling it mini makes people feel bad about it. I completely agree. You know what Let's I mean? Let's get like, rid oh. of the word
0: mini moon. Like, it's, it doesn't matter how long you're going away for, like— For where you're going. For where you're going. Like, if you're going away, like, that's still a freaking trip. Like, yeah. And isn't the point just to like be alone and like enjoy the beginning of your marriage? Like you don't have to put pressure on like making it this three week affair where you're you know in where's a place with like Bora Bora. are in Japan and then Bora
1: Bora and then you're like skiing
0: down the Swiss Alps. <sighs> like it's okay, you know. It's and
1: it, it doesn't have to be a safari in Africa. Like it could be a trip to like Aruba for two nights and it's still a honeymoon. It could be a trip to upstate New York in an Airbnb. It's still a honeymoon. Like or where you could literally I go. go back
0: back to your life that week and it would be okay too like i think what lindsay and i are hope for this episode and of course we can do more if you guys are interested but like is to empower you to make this what it should be for you and like to think about this From your own perspective, financially and also emotionally, like what instead of looking at it compared to other people's, because ultimately those people are not the ones who are, you know, have your credit score, have your bills Mm -hmm. and are, you know, in these relationships that then have like torment and distress because they are under so much uh, financial, you know, strain. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think we, we covered a lot. And oh, we didn't say exactly, like, we didn't name like specific weddings and how much we think they spent. But I think the idea is that like, if you think it was a million dollar wedding, it was a million dollar wedding. If it's in a place like Mexico, that's a really great place to make it look like a million dollars when it's not as expensive, which is amazing because the price has a differentiation there and okay. in some other places as well. So there are ways to like, if you if you're into the appearances, there's a way to make it look that number, if that's important to you, but I think the bottom line is that nobody, nobody cares how much you're spending on your wedding, except you and the people spending
0: it. And there's... And you, money can't buy vibe, money, money can't, can't buy, buy love. So it's like, you the vibe know, is because of the couple. The vibe is a hundred percent because of the couple, mm-hmm. and um, and so yeah, know that, and like it's sort of like you know putting what's it called? Like putting lipstick on like a fro on a pig or yeah, what people say sure. like where it's like where like the, if the bo- if the underlying thing is fucked, then like it doesn't matter how much is, you dress it up exactly. or whatever, it's still gonna be gnarly underneath. Exactly. I love that.
1: Haley, do you have a quote or piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with? And then I would love all the
0: information on how to sign up for the course. I mean, I think that we've jam-packed this with knowledge. I my biggest recommendation is to Invest in your own financial knowledge and power because not only for the wedding, but in this new endeavor of marriage, and even if you're not getting married, if you are dating, if you're single, if you're just seeing someone like having your financial life together is not only really attractive, but also gives you many more legs to stand on in the relationship and will give you, like make you feel really empowered. You want to always be making choices in your life, not feeling like you have to do things. You have to be with someone for money or anything like that. And so uh, financial empowerment is so important. Go to financescool.com. My course is called Start Here. It is six module video course where I teach you the financial basics from zero, everything that you need to know before investing. So, you know, there's three levels of financial goals that you have to hit. And the best part about the course is that it's only 20 minutes a day. So you're literally not allowed to take it for more than 20 minutes a day. It's really good. It's like binge worthy. But, you know, we put that hold on it because We want this to be a habit the same way with everything. Like it needs, knowing about your finances, feeling empowered, caring about your money, planning for your future is something that should be in your mind all the time. And so we're creating that habit by breaking it up into these smaller pieces and it's super manageable and easy. And you also get access to an amazing community where you can ask financial questions, you know? Uh, So I definitely would recommend that. Follow Mrs. Dow Jones. And yeah, Lindsay, I'm obsessed with you. Thank you for having I me. I love
1: you. And I just want to note, like part of being confident because people ask questions all the time, you know, how are you confident? How are you this? It's it's knowledge. Like knowledge is confidence. Yeah. Knowing knowing things is the best way to be confident. So definitely check out Haley's course and thank you so much. I love, love you, you so much.
0: You're my bff.